0: Welcome to the Hardly Harsh podcast, your favourite social and code approach coach. Conquer your fears and unleash your potential. Hello and welcome to Hardly Harsh's podcast. A happy new year to all my listeners and I hope everyone is staying safe in the coronavirus pandemic. You're listening to episode 14 and today's episode is very special. And it's special because Stingy Shimmy is back on the show, but I'm not here to interview him today. It's the other way around. Stingy Shimmy is back in the building, and he's going to interview Hardly Harsh on his journey so far. So without any further ado, can I please introduce Mr. Sham Mystery, a.k.a. Stingy Shimmy, to the podcast? Hello, Shimmy. How are you?
1: Yes, man, my guy. Hardly Harsh, lanky Teletubby. What are you telling me, man?
0: I'm feeling quite uh, glad today and quite relieved um, because rather than having to plan a podcast and think of a news story and a helpful resource, I've let you do the planning today. So, how's that experience been for you?
1: Well, I've not even looked at I've not looked at the news stories or helpful. (laughs) (laughs) There goes the podcast.
0: (laughs) There goes the podcast job. It's fine.
1: <laughs> it's fine, man. No, listen, mate. You're, you 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 look at all that stuff. I'll let that I leave you to it. I'm just here to uh, interview, man. Just uh not just interview you, but mate, I've always been curious just to really understand this journey you have developed over the course of the last few years. Just watching you turn in from some fat Teletubby all the way to this I I'll call you the millionaire man. Uh, I don't know if you degree yourself, but just such a all-rounded really successful person and yeah man just want to see just one to interview you today that's all I want to do man that's all I'm,
0: I'm, I'm far from a millionaire um, I'm far from a millionaire I'm just um, you, you can describe me as something else that you'd like me to call me go on give me a quick quick name give me one of uh, the other nicknames you have for me
1: uh, Kung Fu Panda <laughs> <laughs> listen
0: listen Um, I look forward to the agenda of this interview
1: All right, cool. Well, well, without any further ado then, guys, all right, let me just get the record straight. So generally, this this wasn't pre-planned. I was just like, you know what? It would just be nice to interview you given like everything that I've seen you come through, like all the challenges you've taken on. I just thought, right, this guy's bare inspirational, you know. He, he's got a lot of things going for him, man. Uh, don't get me wrong, There's everyone's got their own life story, but I genuinely feel you guys have a lot to learn from this man right here. Hardly harsh. So, hardly harsh. Without any further ado, I'm going to skip this. I skip the new story for this week and uh, crack on straight on with it, if that's okay with you.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I've given the details to you in order to plan, so yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay, right, guys. So, um, so I met Harsh uh, first year. I didn't really know him too well um, in the first year, um, but uh, there's nothing wrong with that. So, what I did notice when I first saw Harsh is he was a fat telly, toby. And um, all I know, uh, I don't know if this is true, but like obviously chose he went he chose the University of Royal Holloway uh, for many things, including one of the factors was uh, there being a Domino's nearby. Uh, He had health. (laughs) (laughs) He's the bit stupid, right?
0: (laughs) The real. Go on, I'll let you finish.
1: It's fine, and also it's like you had like it's not your fault, but you had a lot of health problems like acne and stuff, and you are just stupid, mate, just attending lectures like with only fifteen minutes to go, and everyone would look at you just like, what sort of retard is this? <laughs> and also <laughs> asking really stupid questions like, what do you do when you're hungry? <laughs> right, right.
0: So, so let me man. give you a debrief on the situation. Now, I applied to Royal Holloway. And I actually got in through clearing. Uh, I didn't hit the A level grades I wanted because I wasn't focused during A levels. I didn't actually reach my potential back then. So it, I ended up at Royal Holloway rather than LSE if I had achieved my potential or Queen Mary uh, to do maths or economics or whatever. But um, I think it was written in the stars I came to Royal Holloway because it meant I met great great people like yourself. It also meant that. Um, I was in a natural surrounding, uh, far away from any of my past, uh, didn't know anyone going into that university, so it was a new new adventure for me, and in hindsight, I, it was the best three years of my life.
1: Wow, and obviously, I think I don't want to jump too ahead, so we start off, like, obviously you, you chose it because, you know, new life and everything, a little bit it's just like completely different scenery to where you're currently living uh, back in London. Um, what was it like going when you first started university? What was you really excited about? Like what uh, what was the things you was expecting? Not just like education, but things outside that.
0: I was excited when I started university about the free food I got during the Freshers' Fair. Uh, the free donuts <laughs> and free chocolate. And I was probably also excited about um, going to watch people fitter than me play sport um, whilst eating junk food. Uh, Another thing I was excited about was um, studying, uh, meeting new people, actually clubbing, experiencing clubbing. I remember the first time I went clubbing, um, it was with a group of lads who I met, uh, British lads, and they were like, have you pre-drunk? I said in my head, what is pre drinking? So they kind of introduced me to the idea. So I grabbed a beer in the coach. uh, I didn't like the beer. I still don't like beer to this day. Uh, And they were all chatting up girls. And I was a bit lost because I was kind of uh, socially anxious around girls at that time. So I didn't know what to chat to girls apart from about football. So I remember sitting next to a guy in the coach and just chatting about football. And um, I remember reaching the club and all these guys were putting their arms around girls. And I was like, wow, how do they do it so effortlessly? And it almost seemed like a million miles away. Um, I remember going into the club. I just thought I'll drink, drink, and hopefully I can go for a goal. And yeah, any goal I went for, they kind of looked in my face and kind of freaked out.
1: <laughs> I would laugh, but it's not. It's not honestly like as a friend. I can't really laugh anyway, because um, obviously, like yeah, yeah, you, you, you was going through things back then. So all yeah. that's changed now, isn't it? So.
0: In hindsight, yeah, it's a beautiful story. In hindsight, and that's why I'm grateful. I've met legends like yourself and Taha, and um, you know, the one and only Jamie City, and a few good other friends from university as well. But um, yeah, for anyone going through that, it's just sometimes part of life, and the only way out is to actually broaden your horizons. And I think that's why you uni- know that's where university helped me. And for others, it may not be university, it might be traveling, but there's always ways to broaden your horizon if um, it can also benefit you, Shimi. Uh, with some of your views I reckon traveling in particular to developing countries will question your beliefs and it's totally normal and it will it'll give you improvement in things you want to improve with because the older you get we, we become closed off to things and as a human we don't want to do that you want to be like a child you know always learning always having new experiences otherwise life's just boring
1: you see you wouldn't have said this back at university in first year when I've met you and this is like this is a beautiful thing a lot has changed since then so I feel let's not get too distracted about traveling. I know you love your, I know you'd love to travel the world. Um, but um, just moving on from that, we will talk about that some other time, mate. Uh, But For now, let's concentrate back on university. It's really interesting. So basically, you're just a fat geezer, fat retard, asking stupid questions and didn't have no success (laughs) in the day game. And the most you ever got, the most success you ever got was someone looking at you. And that's just about it.
0: (laughs) They were probably they were probably wondering where I got the donuts from. (laughs)
1: classic that's the only reason why they'll come to you (laughs) right so moving on from that now so this is where the start of your journey really started it's the power of people and the influence of people i like to yeah basically i want to highlight one person in particular and i know this if it wasn't for this person your life would probably be 50 percent of the same as it was when he first started university in my opinion and that geezer is called Taha honestly he's the he's the hench geezer it was his birthday the other day so happy birthday Taha happy Uh, (laughs) happy 20 is he 25 yeah Jesus Christ, he's a fat old geezer, isn't he? (laughs) 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 Not really fat, but yeah, mate, you get where I'm coming from. Anyways, mate, so you met Taha. Um, So if you guys don't know, Taha is basically a really hench geezer. He's he's on our course. We met him and Taha introduced Harsh Bhatia to the concept called the gym. And so Harsh Bhatia, would you like to tell me a little bit more about Taha and the gym?
0: Yeah, so I met Taha through yourself, actually. Uh, I remember you and I were waiting by Boiler House and you said a Spanish friend is coming to meet you. So I was stood by the Boiler House and it was Taha. And obviously the first sight was he was quite muscly. Uh, So I spoke to him and, you know, we were speaking. But it wasn't like uh, where we clicked instantaneously, like I did with you. It was more like he was there and we kind of like bumped into each other. And I remember Ian Tan, happy birthday to Ian as well. He was 25 recently. We actually, um, Ian and Toho were decent, I think, good friends at that time. So they went gym together and I decided to go to the gym with them because um, they kind of told me, come check out the gym. And, you know, you know, what? I was like, yeah, why not maybe check out some stuff in the vending machine? Um, <laughs> so, what? So- what did you want? Milkshakes. <laughs> So I went to the gym and I remember Tahoe. I saw him topless. I was like, "Wow, how this muscle mass is insane!" And at that time, I wasn't like envious because um, obviously I didn't, I didn't really like want girls then. I just wanted more food and more, um, you know, just wanted to kind of study as well. But I saw him work out and he was like, "You know, try lift this and you know, try try do this." And I did it. And first day, I didn't like fall in love with the gym, but I kind of felt a sense of achieve- achievement at the end of it because I pushed myself. And he started telling me, yeah, I've been going gym for this long. This is what I've been doing. And I went to his house after that, his flat in, uh, in, in university. just to chill, to talk about his, his background and stuff. And he started cooking t- turkey breast. And he was telling me how important protein is. And at this time, I was like, "Hmm, wow, like, really? Is it that important? Uh, why, why? Like, what's the point? And obviously at this point, I wasn't tempted to try it, but the more I was hanging around with him and the more um, I was around like-minded people like yourself who were in good shape and like Taha who was in good shape. Ian at the time was developing strength. I was um, I had no other choice but to actually kind of get into fitness and actually question why I eat things I do and how I can improve that. So I started off by just like doing a bit of cardio, then hitting the gym with Taha and him showing me the ways. Um, And it was a point where I was in a football tournament where I saw this girl in 2015 and I thought she was beautiful. And obviously I was a young 18 year old and she just in my head became a girl of my dreams. And just like I didn't have the balls to go talk to her. And one of my friends said, don't go talk to her. You have a lot of spots on your face. Look at her, look at you. And and then I also thought about Taha at that time. Like if Taha was there, he would have easily got this girl because of his muscly confidence, you know, good diet, actually knows what he wants. So it kind of upset me, but it also then inspired me to come back to uni away from all the negativity and just like the it, the instinct was like just try get more girls, try get her, and you know change my life and you know try become a popular geezer is what what my thinking was in first
1: year. So you think like. So the gym, sounds like the gym changed your life quite a bit then.
0: The, the gym was, a, was a, the catalyst was actually the girl, seeing the girl. And then it, it, it hit me that, you know, these beautiful girls are out of my league. And as a man, we should never feel like that. And uh, obviously in hindsight, it was not right to feel like that because no one's out of your league. Right now, no girl is out of my league. Um, I'm out of their league. But in, in first year, I was always uh, in inferior mentality, uh, you know, slim girls, hot girls intelligent girls uh girls that have a lot of men around them who are a lot hotter than me uh so I thought I needed to change that and Taha in the gym will help me
1: Mm -hmm. so tell me um let's get a little bit more deeper like the influence of Taha I'm really really interested to know because I think when I saw you I'll just give a very brief uh, summary like basically you change like once you start hitting gym and uh, you started losing weight and stuff Um, you you just you just changed as a person fundamentally um, like in terms of confidence and making improvements to your lifestyle so tell us like tell the viewers like how how much did you weigh at the start and then throughout this journey what what was your final weighing man because not just that but tell us also a bit more about your mentality and stuff some like the challenges or successes you came across There's a lot to talk about in this, mate.
0: Yeah, so I lost around 18 kg in a period of uh, three to four months. And I started off at 89 kg, I believe it was, Uh, which I then...
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that, mate?
0: It's not a circus. 89 kg, and then I went to around uh, 71 70-71 70-71 uh, because I went to 69 but I was getting weak my bench press wasn't that strong and then I thought I'm lean but I kind of need to get a bit a tiny bit of size I didn't get all bulky but I started working like more bench a bit more deadlifts with Taha uh, we did a bit of crossfit and I was uh, I was quite fit at this point um and I was very lean I was wearing small t-shirts and starting to feel good about myself and the mentality was that I was on a medication to kill my acne uh, this medication normally side effects can include depression but because i was in such a positive state of mind and a mindset of change and growth uh, none of that actually happened to me um so it was all about eating good and being in in a space where i was seeing results and results are catalysts to improvement
1: that's it mate healthy bodies a healthy mind right
0: yes yes mm-hmm.
1: Interesting and he's talking about your acne as well because I think uh, you suffered from as we said earlier uh, really bad acne and obviously it's not it's not your fault And I do feel sorry for you that you you had to go through that but uh, tell us a bit more like it sounds like you invested a lot in your health and I think to this day that is one of your key mottos Um, so yeah tell me more about tell me a bit more about or to the viewers about that.
0: So in my health, yes, I have probably invested in my health a lot. And it was trial and error at the start. Like some of the money I spent a bit. I did the journey myself with Tahoe with the weight loss. Um, But then at a point, I did have a bit of a personal trainer who was really good. Just to push me with my fitness outside my comfort zone. It was just insanely difficult, but very rewarding. And I do miss how motivated I was back then because I was just solely focused on getting in better shape and, you know, getting hotter and feeling, feeling amazing. Uh, but now it's more balanced. Now I did invest in a personal trainer. I did invest in protein shakes and, you know, non-processed food as you like to call it. Um, but you know, and, and, and it, it, it was, uh, I don't regret that journey at all. Uh, you know, maxi muscle protein bars, um, also skin products like good moisturizer. Um, and yeah, a trim trim as well. My fashion was a bit off, but, um, yeah, I was just, um, yeah, I kind of got con, not conned, but I was told to have these like, you know, carotene cur- and all this stuff. But I-, I don't take that stuff anymore and I'm not too obsessed anymore. I hope that answers your question.
1: Yeah, it does. And uh, what was the final result, man? So basically, he was like 80-something 80, 80 kg, then he got to like 69, 71 kg. So that's like over 20 kg. Uh, yeah, around mark.
0: 18, at 18 hey, off the period, yeah. Jeez, man, man, like
1: posh but yeah. man. Jesus Christ, mate. So you lost bear weight, your skin becomes sexy as hell. You're like some five-star Vogue That's it. magazine model. Uh, you're looking bath. You're looking. So sexy. you want
0: to know? You want to know what happens next? I, I want to where... know. Come on, mate. Come on. Uh, we all went to Tiger <laughs> Tiger, right? We all went to Tiger Tiger. I was in my Armani top, my small Armani top, right? Uh, we all walked in and we were dancing and you know, you guys were gassing me up. Like, you look sick, you look lean, you've got those contact lenses in. I Jeez. feel good about myself and some Jeez. hot white girl was there. So I was like, I was like, fuck it. And it was um, one of the, f- one of the first few times I made out with a girl. So- Jeez, <laughs> I <laughs> I <love the> horse, <laughs> him, mate. Come on, son. He loves it. I, um, I approached her, uh, gave strong eye contact. I was, you know, I felt good about my height and she was looking at me and we saw her dancing to a song and um, I just, I just went in for the kiss. And we started making out, and she said to me, how old are you? And at that time, I was 19 or 20. So I said, uh, I think I was 19. So I said, I'm 19. And then uh, she st- we started making out still carrying on. And she goes, I'm 26. And at that point, I was young and all that. And I, a sense of, I, said, I felt a good sense of achievement, saying, you know, Harsh part you've hit one of the goals you set out, and your hard work is paying off. Because, come on, I know it's a bit shallow, but it's how we were, and it's completely normal to be like that. I own up to it. We were nineteen, twenty, and that's what it was all about back then. And I made out with her, and I felt really
1: good. Jeez, man. Man, like, I was batting, man. This is it. This is the start. Like, this there you the go. Start. This is This start. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the start oh, yeah. of Harsh Batty's true journey. Man, honestly, I think it's down to, like...
0: So yes, that's like that win. That win for me was like Sheffield United actually beating Man United at Old Trafford.
1: I'm going to end this podcast right now.
0: After after bad results, bad results, bad results, trying, 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 and then that happens. So and from then, if you want to know what happens from then, it was with you and the SU. So that gave me the confidence to like a a striker scoring a goal. I went to the SU with you guys and I was um, feeling a bit off myself. I was I was feeling I was a bit cocky at this point. Um, some of my friends would say as well so I I was cocky but I I would never let others down I would never like undermine others I was just cocky Um, you know that's about it but I was always like caring and generous and one thing I was the downside one of the weakness I had was I needed alcohol to pull yes I had more confidence but I still needed to work on my sober game and that came in my twenties, but I'll let you stick to the, stick to what you want to say before. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Now that's
1: really inspirational, man. Really, hopefully Thank you. you got. Hopefully, like all you mandom out there, hopefully like all you fat geezers relying on cans of beer uh, to like obviously go that's out it. there, mate. You're doing the wrong thing. You want to follow a harsh batting, mate. You want to. I mean, you're losing weight, following healthy, successful lifestyle habits and that will get to where you want to be in day game especially so um, anyway just moving on from that mate I feel uh, now we're going to hit more to second year so I say the start of your first year was you know you know a fat gazer and then by the end of it you was just like some five-star Vogue magazine model Getting like reaping the rewards of his success, which is it's, it's amazing to him, man. And uh, now, going into second year, the tables are turning for you. And so, guys, for second year, me, Harsh, uh, uh, Alex, uh, so another one of our friends, uh, some gazer called Ross Ross Brady, slipped <laughs> <Ross Brady. laughs> <laughs> through his exam just to eat Domino's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't go too much. Hopefully, he's not listening. Otherwise, he's probably the. I don't know. Shit he, on
0: your bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Can't believe we just had some crazy, crazy things as well. Oh, I yeah, mean, Taha as well. Sorry, I thought I said Taha, but yeah, so as well as Taha, man. It was just a, a crazy man. Looking back on it, it was funny, man. But, anyways, living with Harsh um, was interesting because while she had the physicality, I think mentally, you were still a bit stupid. But. Um, this is like half halfway through the year I remember the first day we started second year because second is counted towards our degree I remember like I came into the room and saw you crying uh, <laughs> because you had to because the university started counting and you couldn't uh, uh, deal with the fact that you had to start studying hard um, yeah. but as we went through the second year I was interested um, because one of the days, I don't know what it was, the tables really turned for you and your mentality just switched overnight. You suddenly started, right, I'm going to study hard for I mean, it's macro and microeconomics or something like that. Yeah. Started like just punching your hands. I was just like, what the hell is this retard doing? Like, oh, I'm going to study this and this and this and that. I'm going to get up at like 9 or 8 a.m. and start going to the library and go to this lecture and that lecture and we're going to go to this seminar. I'm just like, what in the world is this guy doing? Because before you was just turning up late and then suddenly you switched so
0: what, yeah I think what's your drive I remember in second year now at the start obviously I wasn't too serious and like you said I started realizing that this this year actually counts and I was in a fortunate position where Taha our housemate was upstairs studying micro I still remember what the book looks like now i didn't, I do agree I didn't go to all the lectures and stick by my word of actually getting up on time and go eight o'clock to the library because I don't recall that happening once even though I might have said it uh, but I did actually manage my time effectively, eff- uh, effectively and the reason I think I studied micro and macro really well is because not only did I enjoy it um, I also I also um, wanted to compensate for my bad grade in one of the other modules which was quantitative methods uh, which I found pretty impossible to do. Uh, Same with economic growth. I remember Alex Leons was in my class for economic growth. And um, I just focused on what interested me, which was micro and macro. So, yeah, that's the story. And also being in a house with the likes of Taha um, really, really uh, helped me to study and understand the content. Uh, And I I really enjoyed the quizzes we used to do weekly for microeconomics. Uh, that the lecturer used to say. I don't know if you remember the quiz on um, online. And oh, Alex yeah. Leon's Alex <laughs> Leon's used to do them first, and he would say, "Oh my god, the quiz is so hard."
1: Come oh on. my god.
0: The... Yeah. So <laughs> some of the, it, some of the weeks they were hard, like he said. Um, but I found them very interesting as well. Very interesting reading the book, and I I told you guys that you know the answers in the book just go through the book, and um, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I can't remember how my mentality shifted. Um, which shows it wasn't as much of a major event in my life. It, would ju- it just happened. Um, so, yeah, that's all I can comment on that situation
1: enough i mean to be honest mate i mean but where the way i saw it you just switched overnight so i I really wanted to get into like what was the secret ingredient did you start taking some sort of japanese powder or something like that or did you do some sort of voodoo stuff to suddenly change because honestly guys you will not believe it It, no offense to us you were stupid right he was asking stupid questions maybe even now to this day but not that much but um it was you was asking stupid questions. You were attending late to lectures. You just didn't know what was going on. You just you was like twenty four seven fitness, diet, lifestyle, nutrition, which was all brilliant. But you just like didn't have that intellectual um, um, drive back then. But it was interesting to see, like you know, you just suddenly switched and just started enjoying things in life, which was really good. So I mean, just before going to the next topic, was there anything that you found like really? interesting during that second year any any good memories at all that Ooh. stood out for you and i think second you know what year. i think like not just the i think for me i think it would be really good is to hear um how the influence of like seeing more new people coming in so seeing the first year so we're in second year the first year is coming in so i don't know if you have yeah. any memories or anything from second year
0: i think memories were oh memories i think we all lived uh, further away from university that day that year in Noble's way. Um, I do, I do regret. I'm gonna have to say this. I do regret not um, making more trips to Freddie's netball parties with all the hot girls there. <laughs> uh, in Second year. Must admit, I needed a bit of alcohol back then. But uh, I was always, um, yeah, th- that was one thing. I should have maybe gone out more. Um, yes, we did ha- have our fair share of you know, not house parties, but pre-drinks in the house and then go to the SU. And I do have good memories of that. Um, But I don't have much to comment apart from that on my second year.
1: All I remember is, um... (laughs) this is a funny story, guys. (laughs) So it's like me and Um... (laughs) Tara... (laughs) <laughs> so like, I mean, we just stood outside like uh, Taha's room and said should we wait for Ross Brady to come out the shower and we started singing happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> so right, I, won't, I won't say too much about Ross so I'll leave it to the viewers to decide, so Ross is an interesting character, he's like a bit of a I don't know, you can get on his good side but I don't know, he doesn't like certain jokes so he was just like he came out and was like happy birthday to you no, he, just tried, uh, he tried to push Taha Me off the stairs, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what's all this? And the worst thing is, that wasn't even the worst story, this is a really bad story. One day, I came into uh, the house, I don't know if you remember this, Uh, Alex was in the kitchen with Ross, and there was joking a bit, there's was laughing, I was like, oh, they're just probably being gay with each other, or something like that, and then suddenly, all I hear is a bang, bang! And that was uh, that, that uh, Alex was like, Ross, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then I just, and, and then Russell just uh, comes out and he walks out and just, sorry, I just need to go for a walk. I was like, all right, okay. I enter the kitchen. I see chicken curry. Absolutely everywhere on the hob, on the sink, on the sides, on the floor. It was absolutely everywhere. The guy was nuts, man. And the, and the- So interesting to know third year. I uh, You know what? This was, for me, this was the best year of my life, personally. But for you, it could be different. Um, who knows, good or bad. But I think you, you're popular. You became one of the most. You was like the Jose Mourinho back then. Like you was really popular. So, you was like you was like Marmite, right? Especially with the girls. <laughs> oh really, they really. They either really loved you, or really hated you, or no. I I was on the radio then. Me, me, exactly innit it, which is like I think, obviously, you're really good, obviously, but people say different things. So um, yeah, just tell me more. I want, I want to know about the uh, the uprise of yourself in third year and keep maintaining your success and everything about uh, third year, man. Where do we start?
0: Our third year was good. I think third year we were a lot more social. Um, yeah. In third year, especially at the start and medium Before the studies began uh, Third year we got involved in the Hindu society oh, Sorry, I got involved in the Hindu society And um, When you say I was Polarising um, <laughs> <totalizing laughs> in the sense that Some people uh, liked me Others hated me Not hated, disliked me I think uh, It's because of who I was at the time I've might have been perceived to be a bit Of a person who um, Messed around a bit you know, with girls, even though I wasn't F chakra, I was just. Um, <laughs> Do you want
1: to you know, tell, what does I'm, What is an F chakra, <laughs> You mate?
0: Know, at that time, I was just someone who was um, enjoying life and I was spending time with my friends and, you know, being social, which people thought, you know, because I was being so social, especially as a good looking male, I was just uh, being a bit of a player. But, you know, sometimes I was just trying to be friendly. Yes, yes, I had those sides to me where. You know, I went I was young, I was twenty-one and I was single, um, wanting to make the most of it. And um sometimes there was options available. And um I but now now I'm different, you know. I I, I learned, but obviously we'll get to now later. Sorry, going back to going back to third year. I was working hard, played played hard third year. I was maybe not as consistent in the gym. I remember Tahoe found a new gym partner in Yan, the German gym partner. Um So I I started doing more cardio, but I just think, I think I spent a lot more time with yourself and Jay in third year. Um, I kind of laid off the gym, though I was trying to maintain and keep my shape as well. Um, So, yeah, I think the key was just um, enjoying myself. And third year was me implementing the book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, was me implementing the book Models by Mark Manson a bit more. It was me, uh, just becoming a a more well-rounded person and learning learning adulthood. And...
1: So, uh, tell me more about this uh, book. Um, the ones that were uh, produced by Mark Manson. Like, what did you, firstly like any kind of things you learned from it, and how how did you how did you implement that in third year? Was it like for a day game right day gaming or was it for night gaming or was it for both at um, that
0: time um i was well, i wanted to listen to it because i was really good with women uh, when i was drinking uh but sober i was good but it, it wasn't that um that successful because i wasn't that um that polarizing i couldn't flirt that naturally but i saw other naturals I other good people in our year and years below do it very naturally and I wanted to study it more um, and I realized that it was all about being vulnerable and not being afraid of being creepy and I listened to that book three times before or two or three times before it drilled into my head and now I'd say I'm one of the masters at you know not being I, I being okay with being creepy and uh, being vulnerable because I realized being vulnerable is where the results and happiness is um but I think that's the beauty of that book. So I recommend, I've already recommended my listeners to listen to it. Models by Mark Manson. So yeah, that really helped me. Even though second year, yes, I did have success with women. And there was a few women who wanted to get into a relationship with me. But at that time, I wasn't ready. Um, and you know that yourself. I wasn't, I wanted to actually not just mess around, but spend time with my friends as well. Um, and I didn't really need to see the importance of a relationship. Uh, I just wanted to be me and focus on me and I, I had a bit of an ego as well and you this is a bit of a personal story but you know you know how my ego was hit and what had happened for my ego to be hit and how, how long it took me
1: to recover um, I, I don't think you ever had an ego I don't know if you did or not. my I inside
0: ego my inside ego of not going for a girl who's you know less good looking than me um, I, I wasn't in the simplistic lifestyle I was more I wanted a hot girl with a with a nice ass, <laughs> and a, you know, and just someone yeah, yeah. Who, who causes trouble. not not even not even if they even if they have a normal body, but I just I wanted a bit of drama. And I wanted um, I didn't know what I wanted as well, so I'll leave it as that.
1: You're just like some every other twenty year old, yeah, twenty year old yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. people
0: telling me you should yeah. take these chances. Not many. You're a lucky guy. Girls are um, initiating with you. They want to settle down with you and i couldn't think about settling down i could just think about going out with you guys and studying and then um i never thought of post uni life let's put it that way
1: yeah i'll be honest with you man <laughs> not, not friends to the people that said it but listen you're, you're there at university to have fun and nothing else you don't want to be exactly you know uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to name many names or anything but yeah i'm sure they all had a good time but university but i think like some of them could have done better uh, but, but it's staying single you know that's what i mean it's just like enjoying the most of your lifestyle and just even if they're not single now.
0: you know you- seriously even if they're not single it depends where you are in your life so if they're not single the benefit is they get more memories with that person because they're in uni they have a lot more time you know whereas uh, for me yes i would have had time but i didn't feel i wanted to just spend that time with one girl at university um yeah
1: Exactly, I, I absolutely agree with you, my friend. Absolutely, and uh, mate, honestly, there's so many, so many good memories, man. It was just amazing. You just could not fault university. Uh, did anything like Desi Nights and stuff? That was all right yeah. as well. It all yeah. came from
0: your energy when you stopped the Compton wow. guy and you asked him, "Can I have a picture? We have the same hat." The energy was incredible. The art of not giving a fuck was incredible. <laughs> the the impact you caused on your friends was incredible, and I that's why I look up to you.
1: No, no, no. No, no. You're gassing too much, man. I'm telling you, like, you're more underappreciated than anyone else. I'm telling you, really underappreciated. Thank you. I think the library was sick, like, yes, going in the, the social library. Aspect.
0: Oh, yeah, and...
1: my God. I, just...
0: I think with the library, right, I didn't <laughs> master day game then, which is I always wanted to approach. And you and Jay know, you know, you would say approach, approach, and I wouldn't do it because I had this fear inside me of being awkward. But yeah. um, the, uh, it it will come back to you next to whenever your question comes about post union, and I'll elaborate on it more. Yeah. yeah Jay yeah. and I, yeah. Jay and I, were always checking out some of the hot girls in the library, and <laughs> approached, <laughs> I approached very little. Uh, I wish I had approached more if I could rewind time, uh, back to whatever that was, twenty eighteen, twenty. Sorry, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. In that particular moment in time, but I think Jay was more interested in this pork pies. <laughs> and i was i was just procrastinating um approaching i was procrastinating approaching uh but i studied, so
1: it's all right oh guys i'm gonna give a really small story before we move on basically i always talk about this jay he loves his pork pie so much right his girlfriend wouldn't allow him to eat pork pies right so, this is funny We was all in the computer center and then I can't believe this happened um uh, jay was other than jay had a pork pie earlier and then um harsh said to jay's girlfriend at the time uh you know jay was eating pork pies and then jay said i was like harsh i gave you one simple instruction and he couldn't even follow it don't tell anyone and he went and told his girlfriend <laughs> one simple instruction and he couldn't even follow it harsh, and, oh, and, she, and she came and was like, Jay, you need... She, she, she just took the pork pies and put it in the bin. And <laughs> Jay really wanted to kill himself at that point.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was quality, man. Oh, good times, man. Anyways, moving on. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, my God. he really was. it's uh, It's really good. I loved it. Everything. Anyways. um, The big one, man. This is where we was really worried uh you especially you was debating about this every day like how everything will fall apart after university mm-hmm. oh my god well where do we start i actually haven't i think i'm missing a gap in my questions but tell me the first six to nine months of your universe uh, of your postgraduate tenure how was how that harsh man tell me what about it like you don't need to go deep into it but So June
0: 2018, June 2018, me, you and Jay were in McDonald's and Jay took a selfie and he said, this is it, guys. It's the last night out. Um, It's been a good three years. After this, things will change. And we and I remember him very clearly saying it's about adaptability. Those humans who can adapt to new situations will succeed. The others will get left behind. And um, that that quote still stays with me today. What he said, it rings in my bell in my in my head. Sorry. Now, the post six to nine months, I actually went on holiday with a friend and I was happy. Uh, I started a job and that job was shift work. So I was focused on that. Uh, It was demanding. I wouldn't say I missed university, but it was demanding. And I was more grateful for the opportunities I had with you guys at university. And I was grateful because back then there was no corona. So I remember myself, UNJ meeting in February uh, to go back to the SU after my shift work. Um, So yeah, but then after that, it started hitting me how much I missed uni because I was just obviously just working, which is sacrificing time for money. And I wasn't creating natural relationships like I was at university when I had that chance. Um, I was missing the banter we had, which is what I missed about university. And um, I, after the nine months, I started thinking more about personality of girls, and I started um, thinking like, hmm, maybe if I knew in hindsight I would have perhaps found a life partner at university. Um, and maybe I was feeling a bit more regret and uh, you know what happened to me at that time. And then so yeah, that's what happened. But obviously, yeah.
1: So why did you have that feeling? I don't bother asking like, what caused you to have that feeling or why was that lurking in you like focusing on like girlfriend personality and all that crap like no offense I don't give two craps about it but I know like many people including yourself really value something like that in your life so why was you why why did you have that feeling?
0: I think I had that feeling because um, after university in uni you meet a lot of temporary people and then after university only the true ones stay for example yourself and a few others and to actually share your life with someone's the beauty and to actually create something with someone is the beauty so finding that is hard and that's what you start realizing as you get older um so that was the only real regret i had and because you know life can get sometimes tough and boring um, especially in the real world because university is not always the real world sometimes for us i was lucky enough it was a fairy tale adventure so that's why i started having those feelings and i started thinking do I really need to be going SU just to uh, get off with the hot girls, with the pretty faces and the nice asses, or is this just all fan- or Is this just all being shallow because and just being superficial and lost, which is what it is? Um, I don't regret um, ever trying to do that. I just thought, you know, now times are more different and your priorities change. And you start valuing personality more because looks fade and yourself as a person, you realise you're not perfect and your ego, my ego burst when um, when that situation happened.
1: What situation? Like what you was going through <clears> like <throat> thinking like all the, like forgetting about all the top looks and stuff and just like looking more at personality. personality right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And companionship,
0: companionship. Because, you know, at university, I didn't think of like, Um, how yes let's say there was a hot girl, but she ate shrimp and salmon and cooked it in the kitchen and she she wasn't interested in the stock market she was only interested in in (laughs) in netflix or in uh, rap music then me and her wouldn't get along so you need someone who you get along with and you can spend your time because me and you get along me me and Tahoe get along um and that's why we're, we're we're compatible friends you know we have similar values and morals and that's what you need in life um it's not about chasing the next um opportunity with a, with a girl to boost your ego and telling your friends about it um which is which is 100 why i stick by
1: interesting that's uh it sounds like you changed a lot in the space of six to nine months uh yeah. Between it sounds like, like university <laughs> was basically a bubble and then as soon as you out of it it's popped like
0: exactly that's
1: and that is it I I do agree with you You, there's never going to be people that talk to you again but I feel the way I see it is like even if I ain't spoken to someone in a year or something sometimes if I do think of them I might try them and ring them up just out of the blue even even though I know they won't pick up and stuff but I'll always keep trying um one day just that's good just to um I don't know just to hear them but I think I do agree with you on in terms of like building like no not the companionship's not the word don't worry I'm not going into that thing I'm talking about like connections with people and stuff and maintaining it like uh, a bit like networking in a way but like keeping like retaining friends uh from after university I think that's a really important thing and as you said um just uh like you realize who your true friends are it's nice to see uh, obviously yeah uh, Azla and stuff Taha especially and uh, a few others which is good no. yeah
0: and that's the thing sorry before you go on to that that's it's, fine. Uh, yeah yeah those friend that friend thing you said is very important and it takes wars to actually call people out of the blue and i respect you for doing that because i do the same uh, because you know the relationship takes two things two people to work it's not just one-sided and i really admire you're calling people and those people if they respond great if they don't you don't care and that's the beauty about you
1: yeah, that's the thing. Nah, no, you're just gutting uh, me up, man. But no, you Yeah, do it it's, it's very
0: important just to, you know, help care to show the people you care and there's a space for them in your life, you know, just like simple things like, you know, giving them a lift or maybe paying a bill or, um, you know, helping them out with their stocks and shares or whatever.
1: You know what, mate? One of the biggest things I remember about you, like, you was like Jesus at university. You just gave everyone a lift for free if anyone like punched you or something you wouldn't care you're like jesus you'd forgive him the next day i've always viewed you like that you know you you've, you've never been that guy like don't there's bare asian guys that show off in the bmws and and uh, acting all aggressive and then there's you just like just an everyday get He it, it, it just goes about his life you, you you don't have any qualms against anyone maybe but i, I doubt very i very much doubt so you're 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 a very composed person, mate. Honestly, I, hey. I admire it so much. How do you do it, man?
0: It's just um it happened. Shimmy, it happened more post-university, if I'm being honest with you. Yes, I gave those people. No one I no one who punched me, I gave a lift. I don't know who you're referring to. <laughs> but, um, maybe people who I didn't those people maybe I wasn't too close with. Yes, I gave a lift. They never punched me. Um maybe they used me for a lift. There was people uh, two, one or two girls that used me for a lift, but um, no hard feelings. You know, it is what it is. Um, people are different. Fair enough. Um, but what I will say, yeah, post university, this came to me where you know you just gotta just gotta serve. You know, you gotta give. Uh, I remember when post university, I went back to the SSU with yourself on to medicine, and there was a hot Indian girl who a lot of guys tried to approach her and you know just give her give playing all this nice games. So because I was better at game at that point. You know, I gave her the Mourinho approach and I started bigging myself up to her, told her that... Jeez! Sorry, thank you for on, the go excitement. Go thank on, man. Go, go on, Look, yeah, Go I on, just,
1: mate.
0: Look, yeah, she was dancing. I said, oh... I can't remember what I said exactly, but I remember just, like, giving her good body language, eye contact, and just saying, like, yo, all these guys approaching you, I feel sorry for you. Look at them, just weak cons. And then um, I started bigging myself up, saying I'm the prettiest boy here. And then she goes, you're so cocky, this and that. She tried to throw my frame, like, who do you think you are? I said, I said a few things that maybe I don't want to say on this podcast, but um, you know, I just said, you know, I'll, I'm a different guy. Um, you know, I like to eat lentils every day. And I just started making oh. jokes that were quite dead. Um, <laughs> you know, not not like that, it sounds quite dead when I say it here, but...
1: Hey, so I, like, when... I like eating lentils for breakfast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, to, cool Chris. You know, like, I would I'd speak to her, uh, you know, maybe maybe be like, you know, hey, do you want to get a drink? And she'll be like, I'm not that easy. And then i would say something like, you know, I don't know. I'll just tease back and play hard to get as well. But long story short, um, yeah. So she ended up making out with me. And uh, on the way back, um, she, she came to my car and she saw my car and she said, oh, typical Asian guy driving his Audi, trying to pick up girls. So all I said to her, right, is you decided to come inside my car without seeing what car it was. So you would have sat in it oh. whether it was a Nissan or an Audi. Wow. So that
1: Wow. Humbled. That is... And that's it. Sorry. Oh, my God. Like, tears are flowing through my eyes, like ecstasy, man. That is... <laughs> oh, my God. The... Mate, you should become a... You should become, like... Forget being called harsh batty. You should be called harsh Shakespeare at this point.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, my... That it, it, is
0: it, yeah. quality. Quality, man. It's just about not giving... Um... Giving a damn, man. You know, going, going, going with your flow. And that's why I coach people, and no one's out of your league. Even if those guys are 18, you know, and they they don't look that good, I can help these people to overcome situations and make them feel like uh, king of the world.
1: Yes, getting outside your comfort zone. I, I love how you did this. Like, listen, like, a lot of these guys out there rely on money. And, uh, bruv, Stingy Shimmy doesn't approve of this tactic, right? She's flashing your that cash. Man. You, you know what, shimmy, yeah, I... man, bruv, like, listen, you can't, money can't buy energy, okay? Yeah, like the the, the the poorest people on earth require. I it's it's just I don't get like, don't get me wrong, it's nice to have some money and stuff, but when you're going out, um, like trying your luck out in clubs and stuff, and you're relying on your money. Um, Stingy Shimbi clearly doesn't approve of that because that's just cheating your way in and you're not even going to get the right person um, you may not even get anything because as soon as they start talking to you they realise you're a dead person you've got no energy, no character, no nothing what do people want? they want energy and character and this yeah. is when you come in Ajabatia with your really, really, really weird questions and your weird sense of humour but it, it gets them, it's polarised them it, uh, you know yeah, exactly. you're, you're you're the man you're the magician you're the man of the hour you're Jose Mourinho you're going to say things that other guys won't say but like like the the uh, the other person wouldn't even expect it you know it just it just comes it just hits them and then it creates that uh, weird sense of uh, attraction is the word
0: this is the thing i mean men with money i I do respect that they have the money and hard work did pay off for them so i respect that in that aspect of, of their life but I, I want to help these men who are just relying on money to try and compensate for something because yes, it may work for them, but I want them to be happy and uh, just pulling someone through having money won't make them happy in the long term. Um, so yeah, I can, I can even do some kind of an experiment after lockdown, me and you can go out and you, because you're single, you can go and um, chat up a few girls wearing primal clothes and I'm sure you'll get a lot more positive responses than a guy who's just flashing his money.
1: Yeah, it's. I think that's the. No offense, though. I'm not being cocky. That's really easy, mate. We just need to find a. We need. We just need to find a person that we. Uh, that's all like all about money and stuff. And uh, I don't think we do keep much of a circle uh, with people that just flash the cash. To be honest, I can't even think of anyone at the top of my head. But yeah, we should, man. <laughs> I'll easily flash him, mate. I. I'll tell you what, man, I will never follow through because, you know me, too stingy for uh, (laughs) security. The
0: only time I'll be flashing my money is when Bitcoin reaches 500k.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Bitcoin and all that. Right, anyway, so it's going on from that. So maturity and just like day gaming and stuff. I want to talk about um, uh, I'm just going through all this. So you you talk about, have you talked about your hunger to succeed in life? Now, this is more of a successful habit that you built. So now we've talked about at university. Um, so you went from stupid. Uh, so you went from f- improving your physicality, improving your mentality, improving your day gaming. But there's one thing we haven't uh, talked about, and that is outside of all these three factors is maybe your drive for success whether it be in money or like hunger for knowledge I've always known you for someone for asking a million amount of questions from someone and you're just so hungry just to learn about everything like you'd always no offense no offense at all you to me you're like the stupidest person in everything like what what, what is that car is that a Toyota or a Honda but then I can just picture you you study you'll stay in your room for like a month or two and then you grasp all over all the knowledge and suddenly you start knowing everything about that subject, and also not just that you're so keen uh, to constantly uh, ask questions to all these different people, more successful people, and you're really hungry to I don't know uh, learn more about the lifestyle. So I just wanted to touch a little bit, little bit more about how like what what drives you for constant learning and uh, development, mate. After um, university.
0: Um, i'll tell you what drives me more so the, the remember an ego to learn comes from interest so if you're not interested in the subject you won't you have the willpower to learn it so always um, try and have an interest in the subject uh, for example when you say motivation to do more i think having people uh, going through experiences that were painful can really motivate you to do things thinking about the future also helps. Um, I think the key one is learning from people older than you. So having uh, people in their 40s who kind of mentor you and tell you about their mistakes and help you with uh, you know, uh, financial advice, for example, um, really boosts you. And you start to realize that the joys in life come from small things. And um, you know, hanging around the right circle, the circle is the main thing. Like I say, the people older than you who you can learn from, the people you hang out with, um, like yourself, you know, saving money, being stingy, nah, nah, uh, nah. Living, below your means, <laughs> living below your means and realizing money is just an option to have more of choice at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, the willingness to learn comes from, you know, having a do, to-do list and trying to hit the targets on the to-do list.
1: Yeah, so I think that's more productivity, the last part to having a to-do yeah. this, But it's like your you're drive for, I'd say, like, networking and stuff. i tell you what, guys, I have this classic example.
0: Yes. I love people. <laughs> I'm a very extroverted person. You very are. extroverted
1: person. You're a very unique extroverted person. I'll tell you why, guys. It like, we was talking about clubbing. It's like, oh, I really want to go back to clubbing and stuff. Can't wait for Corona to be over. And then Harsh just says yeah i want to go clubbing but i'm not i don't really want to go there for like you know the clubbing experience it's more if i see a japanese guy there i'm going to talk to him about the stock market as i saw oh my god and this (laughs) is what happens once you're not single anymore (laughs) jesus christ man man like man like talking about the stock market in the club
0: (laughs) i would love that i'd love after i do miss going out with you guys and i miss when me, we eventually do go to the club after uh, you and you can do your dancing and I'll be in the I don't smoke but you know in the smoking area trying to find uh, people like the Japanese stock investors and talk to them about the Nikkei 225 and the PE ratio of the Nikkei 225 oh, and what, whether they think it's <laughs> a good long term hold or not um, we, it, it's you know how interests develop and once you achieve one thing your focus goes to the next
1: Oh. You went from you went from uh, what was it freaking Domino's pizzas to stock markets, mate. It's, it's, it's a long journey you've come through, man. Really interesting, like how you've developed as a person and like how... <laughs> I'm just like, obviously, I would, I would love to cut this podcast right now because obviously, like every time I talk to you, mate, like did you see the stocks last night? Like the volatility index was X Y Z amount yesterday. Now it's two, now it's two two five point seven or something. I'm just like, bruv, would you just shut up, man? <laughs>
0: You got me into it. You told me, buy Microsoft, so I bought it. And since <laughs> then,
1: it's just been offered. Uh, that's good. I'm so glad, like, you, you realised that, obviously, you just took a risk and then you took so much uh, interest into, like, the subject, like, stock market and all that. And, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, man. You're just like, ah, oh, it's crazy how you developed. And now, look at you. You're, like, uh, freaking the most intelligent person I know when it comes to stocks and shares, man. You're, you're wow. absolutely wow. wicked, man. For man.
0: Learning, thought, learning. Like, Far For from it.
1: That is it, man, the, the learning. And I feel another thing is you've always been humble as well at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. tell guys, tell guys. You need to tell them like it's why it's so important to stay humble. Because there's people out there who are like just showing off their wealth. Uh, like, Don't get me wrong. There's some people who are genuine and not showing off their wealth intentionally. Like, oh, I've got all this much. But like, showing their successes, but trying to inspire people. There's that. And then there's, there's a there's a borderline, There's people who just shove it in your face, man. Like only hang around with people who like who've got like 50 million pounds in the bank account. Look at my money. You know what I mean? I'm exaggerating a bit, but yeah. So yeah. tell guys the practicing humble being yeah practicing being humble and stuff.
0: So I think being humble sometimes comes with maturity. So you would know. I had a bit of an ego. I wasn't arrogant, and you know this. I wasn't that arrogant in the sense that I was letting people down and sharing them down, but I always had that ego. And after university, um, I, I realised, you know, that you can learn off everyone and being humble is the way to success because there's always someone better than you, uh, unless you're Ronaldo, of course, but there's always someone better than you in this world. Um, so that, that's where it comes from. So definitely be humble and be kind uh, because there's other people that, you know, they might they might not be as good looking as you, but they'll have more intellectual capability than you. They may earn less than you, but they may be a better cook than you. So you can learn cooking off them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just being humble in that journey and, and always striving to improve. <clears throat> and with being humble comes opportunities and you start to make better decisions in your life as well.
1: And now, I mean, the way I look at you now is, I, I don't know if i should say in the podcast but i see you becoming one of the most successful people i'll ever ever know within my circle in the next five six years 100 percent. the way it's going at the moment you're just going you're just going to infinity right now mate that's you <laughs> on that rocket ship all the way to the moon man a bat baby man you, you've got you've got it all in you man it's all you my guys
0: all you've got it all man <laughs> It's all about being humble and, you know, writing down on your gratitude list, what you're grateful for. And you'll attract more. You'll attract more to your work ethic and you'll get the things you want. Um, you'll get the things you want. And remember, just to stay humble and don't brag about it. Only because other people uh, are not maybe in that same position, uh, either with their health or financially. And even if they... Even if they are, I mean, great, share it with them. But always remember, there's always bad eyes in this world as well. They might look at something you have and be a bit jealous, which can give you negative energy. So um, kind of stick to yourself. Uh, so a bit like Sadio Mane and Mo Salah. You know, they're, they're extremely good footballers and they drive nice cars, but they're, they're they're sound human beings and they take a shit as well every single day, just like you
1: interesting (laughs) yeah very bit of a random point right at the very end but uh it's interesting mate what what you touched on about um like being humble and just like just appreciating what everyone is like and just uh not bragging about it so
0: yeah i I mean it's fine i I have that side to me where i want to brag as well but i prefer just being happy and confident and you know cracking jokes that comes from being happy Mm. um I don't use material materialistic things to show off, uh, though I do like nice car uh, and nice clothes and, you know, fresh pairs of eyes, which has made me look in the mirror and smile again. Um, but the laser
1: eye surgery, right? Yeah. Jeez. Investing in your health, guys. This is where it all comes to. Um like you investing in your laser eye surgery that was your dream wasn't it you've always said yeah. it and you finally achieved it now now you look 100 times more sexier than ever man
0: thank you thank you i do i do appreciate that i am looking forward to doing, doing playing football without any contact lenses on uh, maybe getting into some boxing one-to-one boxing uh without any glasses or contact lenses on and i'm looking forward to going out with you guys without any contact lenses on
1: Jeez, well, whenever that be, I mean, I'm definitely not going out with you if you if your aim is to choose talk to freaking Japanese stock market investors. <laughs> the I, the I, how the hell am I? How am I going to join myself? <laughs> it's fine, man, I'm joking, man. But geez, man, like harsh about boxing. I never thought that. because I mean, no offense, you're too gentle to do boxing. But as you said, like you can put your mind to anything you do, man. Anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, mate. Uh, so I think we've touched on a lot of topics there uh i don't know if i'm missing out anything is there anything else you wanted to comment on in general anything you wanted to touch up on like throughout your journey and life and how you got from uh,
0: yeah i think after university so in throughout my 21 years of living i had an experience going through a bit of a rot a bit of a downspell. spell but you know the downspell spell i had <clears throat> in uh in a career in a career move yeah and yeah. um that motivated me rather than throwing me down to actually do more and um and actually strive to be better and strive to be positive and not give up and despite the anxieties and the what ifs that could totally shut down my position and um not go back to that good situation i kept going and you know good things happened um and i I truly believe it's because of my work ethic because of my um belief and because of my gratitude list which gave me positive uh, thoughts
1: uh, you're missing that one thing you also talked about your dear diary as well dear diary
0: you? my <laughs> gratitude daily daily journaling. it's more now weekly journaling but looking back and you know that's why i'm an emotional person i think life's all about memories um so yeah definitely life's about memories and just going through those those <sighs> diaries after writing them down pen to pen to paper is where it works and the other key guy uh, things i can leave other key i can give you guys is who are listening um yeah find, true also build relationships, friendships with people older than you learn off them listen to them don't just be stuck in your ways otherwise you won't um expand your horizons
1: exactly there you go man that's the i think that's the secret ingredient to uh, anyone's success is to start from learning from older people and that's what you're doing man I, I that's see, it i won't go into it too much but obviously you're <laughs> learning from like better people out there and now you're surrounding yourself with them uh good people successful people and now you're, you're just on your way to infinity up to the moon and back baby so yeah that's it man. let's
0: hope so yeah i'm, I'm yeah. far from perfect i'm far from Sorry, that's my car. I switched the music on because I switched the heater on. Sorry, the music went off. Yes. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm still a work in progress. I still look up to people. There are a lot more people more successful than me. There's um, yeah. But you can only compare compare yourself to in the mirror. Mm. So and that's yourself. So always strive to be better. And yeah, that's all I can say. Reward yourself as well.
1: Interesting. Another last question. What would you say? To someone starting out at university, like not confident, probably like yourself, like fat and stuff. What would you tell them? What if you had to give them like a roadmap or like what you need to do at every stage in the in during the university period? What would you advise? Let's just presume co- there's no corona.
0: Yeah. So it depends. Firstly, what uni you go to. If you go to like a Royal Holloway, uh, where first year doesn't count, then I'd say. Study very minimal first year. Uh, go out and try, go out, work hard, play hard in the sense that try to get into fitness uh, if you've not done it before. Um, because it can be life-changing to your confidence. I'd say, say yes to opportunities. Uh, be, uh, you know, embrace the anxieties you face if they're, if they're with women or with people in general. Uh, take Take chances and be positive. Be positive and look forward to things. I remember when I went to Indianapolis. This was during second year of university. But I was so looking forward to the holiday and so excited when others were just like, "Oh yeah, it's just a holiday." But I've always been that person who gets excited, and I'll, I'll also get excited about if I, if you were to meet me for a walk today uh, at eight thirty in the rain. I'll be excited about that because we could laugh and you know speak to people and all the rest of it. So my advice is speak to people. Um, Broaden your horizons, get into fitness, look after your diet, but don't be afraid to go out and drink alcohol and get smashed every Friday as well.
1: Yes, that is... Yeah, don't waste your first year, otherwise you're going to end up like yeah. a retard, man. Yeah. Oh, a second and be, third year. be
0: generous. Be, be a Second and third year, start implementing self-development books like How to Win Friends and Influence People, uh, Models by Mark Manson. Start more thinking about the, the near future that lies in front of you and start, start being a gentleman as well um, start 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 to just do what keeps you happy man as long as you're not impacting other people just be happy and um, do yourself, don't be worried about how people judge you because that's the mistake young people fall into
1: so yeah just um, and anything for third year?
0: third year study
1: <laughs> nah, I- I'll disagree with that <laughs> completely I mean, yeah <laughs>
0: I think uh, that's yeah, all i have to say shimmy about about advice i can't think of much more from my head right now i've been speaking for far too long yeah Is there anything else sir?
1: there? Anything, yeah uh last thing after university and that's it what would you yeah. recommend what would you say last i'd part? say
0: um i'm not a master at this there's people better than me you can ask but focus on finding a career path that you find enjoyable and don't make silly mistakes obviously check your presentations with your manager (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um,
1: attention to detail
0: attention to detail you know be professional um guys it's very important you start um for example when you write emails and stuff your your spelling's correct because if your spelling's not correct you're going to get you're not going to pass your probation when you misfire emails yes you have spell check and so on but you know, start speaking like a gentleman. Start speaking formally. Stop to, Stop saying, safe, mind you. What are you saying? What's right.
1: up? Um, right, okay, you so know, how's it going, mate? <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: know how to differentiate when you're speaking with your friends and how you're speaking professionally. One thing me and Jay do is we speak very formally, and this helps us in the corporate world. Yeah. You know, don't, 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 don't fall into people's traps of, you know, acting. You know, know your level, know your class speak well speak like you know watch gary neville speak watch jose mourinho speak you know don't don't speak like a like a low class fool speak like a real man speak like you know speak like a well educated person and don't let and and you know yeah be 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 well respected because when you're respected you have value to add to the world so yeah that's my advice and obviously work hard play hard once you start working go out with your friends um, go go meet go try attempt to meet your life partner if you have that wish and if that means going to box spark and approaching do it don't be don't be afraid of what other people will judge you as and what other girls will see just do it don't be afraid of rejection and if you need help with that then hit me up
1: yes and that is it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen jesus christ harsh bad, yeah, hardly harsh Where there's one and only the journey of hardly harsh we go through his First, second, and third year, and then after university. Wow, that really was a journey, man. You must have the sore throat from the entire conversation. Like, Jesus Christ, mate, over an hour and a half, mate. Damn it, yep. man. This is, it's been a long one. Um, I'm surprised you ain't got a sore throat, man. You've been speaking forever. Uh, when I
0: have the company of you, it feels like um, time is going very quick.
1: Uh, I'm blushing, man. I'm blushing too much, man. <laughs> That's it, man. Right, I'll leave it there. I'll leave you to end your so, introductions or formalities yeah. or whatever.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening to Hardly Harsh's podcast. You listened to episode 14, which was where Stingy Shibby interviewed Hardly Harsh on his journey so far. I wish everyone stays safe during the pandemic and I hope to see you next time.